You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. It's taking some work, but I finally have them. The worst of the worst. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Where? Let's just say I put them in a hole and threw away the hole. In the marshlands of central Florida... The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Toys, movies, comics, and so much more. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And the more that you listen, the more that you know. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Yeah, welcome to the Riley and Kimmy Show, episode 581. That jingle right there provided by the group Outdated Slang. And the Riley and Kimmy Show will be interviewing a member, maybe two, but at least one of the members of Outdated Slang, the lead vocalist. We'll be talking to Katie Roberts coming around the corner in a couple of uh, episodes here of the Riley and Kimmy Show. I'm really looking forward to talking to Katie about what inspired the uh, the group and, uh, you know, what uh, what basically is uh, her mojo, you know, for for her and her music tastes and influences and things like that. She's very talented, very gifted. And, and what's really interesting about Katie is she uh, doesn't realize, I think, how good she is. And definitely not a prima donna. She could be, and she's not. And we will be talking with her in the very near future. Welcome to episode 581. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Right next to me is... Kimmy! I got one name! Kimmy! I'm concerned you won't like her. She's different. Uh, In what way? In every way. That's right, and you can find out just how different Kimmy is coming up in the very near future. Matter of fact, just a few days away, because Sunday is approaching, and on Sunday, August 9th, we will be in Jacksonville, Florida, at Retro-Rama Pop Culture Collectible Show, and right there, you can find out just how different Kimmy is. The Retro-Rama Collectible Show, Sunday, August 9th, at the Ramada Conference Center in Mandarin. Meet collectible dealers from all over the state, buying, selling, and trading trading quality toys, comic books, posters, dolls, games, books, movies memorabilia, and much, much more. Costume contest, trivia contest with cash prizes. Meet the cast and crew of Jacksonville's lost cult horror film, Blood Rage. Steven Zat Monster, up close and personal. Meet Rico Browning, the creature from the Black Lagoon and last surviving Universal Monster Star. That's Sunday, August 9th from 10 to 4 at the Ramada Conference Center in Mandarin. Don't miss it! That's right. Don't miss it. We hope to see you. That's in Jacksonville, Florida, coming up on Sunday, August 9th. Stop on by the Riley and Kimmy Show table, our booth area, for a number of reasons. One of them, we'd just like you to you know, swing on by and say hi. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. That's right. We'd like you to say hi. And plus, we will be giving you opportunities to win the entire day of Retro-Rama Pop Culture Collectible Show. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things we will be doing is the door prizes, of course. And uh, we have a, uh, a moniker attached to us. It is the Prize Patrol. And just go to the Retro-Rama uh, website, right, and there's a link right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com, and you can see, uh, well, you'll see what I'm wearing that day, and we will be giving away things through the prize patrol, door prizes, and, and other things. Also, we will have 
I guess I can reveal this now because, well, Retrorama did. <laughs> I let it, let it up to them. And before we set down for episode 581, they did divulge this. We will be doing a version, a um, this is an, a tribute version. This is a, you know, a memory, a, 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 just a fondness of, you know, a tribute type thing for a classic game show. One of my favorites, and I love it for uh, so many different reasons. One, it was ahead of its time in the world of cosplay. That's number one. And number two, the host to me, if, you, if you're a student of game shows, which I am, I love game shows and uh, love just watching the, the mechanics of them and the execution of them. And this host actually probably had the toughest job, I think, of all of them because he had the most to do in interaction. And and it, and changed a lot too. It wasn't like a set, you know, like a Bill Cullen would do some shows. He he's one of the biggest hosts of all time. I think he was like the biggest host of so many game shows. His would be pretty much set in a certain way. And because of physical limitations, most people didn't realize that he did have that was hidden to the camera and even hidden to the studio audience and hidden to most of the guests. Uh, he couldn't do certain things like stand on the show very easily and stuff like that. So. I guess I shouldn't really use him as a judge, but other shows too were pretty limited, you know, in like Password. You, mm-hmm. you, you didn't really have to move around much or, or interact that much. Right. You know, Burt Convy had it made when he took over for, for that show or even Tattletales when he did that one. Yeah. But the best, in my opinion, and Bob Barker is right up there. He is the best for me. I love him the most, you know, just from uh, childhood memories and things like that. Truth or consequences, prices, right, et cetera. But Monty Hall happened to be, I think, uh, it's just, I watch those and it just makes me go, wow, just watching him work and, and work with the people and comes across very warm, fuzzy, yet the show moves and flows and, and he, he executes those games flawlessly. Well, we will not be executing the game flawlessly, but we <laughs> will be doing it as a tribute to Monty Hall and for those who love pop culture because we're going to go back in time with Let's Make a Deal. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. not, now, we're not going to be doing Let's Make a Deal all the time. Right. But we'll be doing that sporadically, a little bit, uh, you know, at, at different times. So uh, be in our area by our table at certain times, and we will be doing uh, Let's Make a Deal. It'll be fun. That's right. And I will I will state this much. I will have no idea what's in any of the, uh, you know, box number one, two, three, or behind the curtain. That's uh, right. I am. I'm, and I'm not kidding on that, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm totally out of that part, right? Right. So... Don't try to read me to guess which one it is because I, I won't know. You forget. Yeah, I. What? You forget. You'd say I'd forget too if I did know. Mm-hmm. What are you saying? I'm scatterbrained at times. Yeah. Oh, how dare you, Kimmy? Speaking. How many on times here. have you lost your keys this week? Uh, I forget. Mm, see, <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not funny, Kimmy. You're saying I lose a lot of things, and that that's not always. Or the your kid. phone, or your glasses. I have Just lost. Saying. I have not lost my glasses this week. Well, no. Uh, the phone. Well. Half a dozen times. Okay. This week. All right. Yeah. Since Sunday. Oh, mm-hmm. at least a half a dozen times I've lost the phone already. Right. I wish I had a command feature where I could just go phone and it would ring and let me know where it is. Mm. Because I I do lose that one quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And it's not good. And then I panic. And, you know, oh, boy. No one will be around me then. There's a Tasmanian mm. devil looking for things. Anxiety kicks in. Anyhow, we're not going to have that problem in Jacksonville, Florida. So that's why they don't let me know where any of the prizes are. Mm-hmm. Right, so there's right. there's no like oh, I don't know where it is, <laughs> so everything will be okay, and chances to win with that and plenty of other things. Remember, they do have a talent contest. Yeah, that's right. They do have a talent show going, and they have the cosplay contest. Now, going back to the talent show, I'm asking everybody, anyone, 
anybody who can perform in this thing. Mm-hmm. They do have a category. They do have best this and you know whatever. But one of the categories really stands out to me. It's the most annoying talent. I'll bet we could win, but we're not Well, qualified. that's right. We, huh? we can't win. I am immediately disqualified. I can't do that. So yeah. this is what I'm asking. You with your annoying talent, whatever it might be, you know, uh, well, show up at Ed Tucker's table. Ed Tucker is one of the show promoters. And the reason I'm saying this is, you know, Test out the act ahead of time, saying, hi, the Riley and Kimmy show sent me over here and do whatever that annoying thing you, you have. Yep. Maybe you play a song through your nose. Maybe maybe that's it, right? Yeah. Do you, have you ever seen any annoying acts before, Kimmy? Uh, sure. Okay. Hey, you know, you have such a... Every day here. Well, watch it. I told Ooh. you we are disqualified. We cannot participate. I know, we're disqualified. You know... We'd, we'd be a shoe-in, but well, we, you know, we are not qualified. We are, yeah, we would be annoying. Uh, we would win. We are annoying. We are the worst cosplayers on planet Earth, and we are annoying, too, at the same time, mm-hmm. right? Anyway, besides us, you know, you have a, a vast array of friends. I mean, it, you have, like, the New York phone book list of friends. That's how thick your, your phone, your friend list yeah, is. Yeah, right. It is huge. Anyhow, mm-hmm. I am sure one of your friends, and, you know, they do listen to the Riley and Kimmy show. Uh-huh. I, I have a feeling... I'm, I have a feeling there's an annoying one or two of them, right? No. Oh, God, come on. No. no I all don't. Of, all of my friends are awesome. I don't have annoying friends. Now, that's for sure. Not me. I don't have one single annoying friend, do I? No, you have several. Hey! hey. Who is writing your material tonight? I don't Who is writing Kimmy's material? Yeah, I got I to gotta compliment them. You, you got a new writer. <laughs> That's pretty good there. Anyhow. Oh, it was, that was a secret. Okay, well, yeah, I do have. the Well, one of the annoying ones happens to be in a town called Normal, Illinois. He can't participate because he won't leave the state of Illinois. <laughs> so, That's right. So, you know, he loses just because he is staying in illinois so there so he's yep, out just so, by virtue of staying in illinois hey watch it now quit picking on your home state that's not fair there kimmy mm-hmm. anyhow chances to win uh, the annoying individuals if you know one maybe it's yourself or you know maybe it's a whole family of annoying i like that idea if there's a whole bunch of you you know go can you imagine being like hey maybe you could all dress like minions too why not? That'd be kind of fun or at least dump yellow on you or something and go up to ed tucker's booth and just show the annoying act mm-hmm. ahead of time and say, this is courtesy of the Riley and Kimmy show and go, ta-da, <laughs> and do whatever you do, mm-hmm. right? Banana. <laughs> and just have a fun time. Remember, Ed Tucker is the person to annoy. Got that? Ed Tucker. Annoy mm-hmm. Ed. And by the way, when you do go by Ed's uh, table, if you're not going to be annoying, that's okay. Uh, check out what Ed has to offer. He has a wide range of collectibles, vintage toys. I will be glued there myself for a little bit between uh, prize giveaways because Ed's supposed to bring up some things that uh, for me to see mm-hmm. and, and to check out. And I want to uh, check out some of the things he has. I'm looking for maybe a Mark's toy or maybe you know, Bionic Man. He wants me to check out some of those. I don't know if it, it's going to go home. Maybe that Mark's toy will. I don't know. Something might. I do want to go home. Not empty. Handed. You know that, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And one of the things I'm looking for, and you blew it. You blew it at one of the last toy shows we were at. Not the very last, but one of the last ones. And when I say toy show, I mean specific toy show, not a big convention. A toy show we were at, good friend of ours, Mike, throws on um, of Mike's Comics in Orlando. The Orlando Toy and Comic Book Show. Boy, you caused me to miss out a collectible I have been looking for for a long time, Kimmy. And if we find this in Jacksonville... 
I want you to lock onto it or toss me over towards it. You know, say, there it is. Make sure you get it. Big Jim's World of Adventure starring Big Josh with Talking Cat Pack. Let's make Cat here. You unload the Big Jim sports camper gear. Big Josh says, bring the boat and fishing gear. And you know the dinner will soon be here. Big Josh says, let's find some fireplace. Now this camp is looking like a good camp should. Big Josh with Talking Camp Pack is sold separately. Big Jim Sports Camper comes with fishing boat and gear from Mattel. Yeah, I'm looking for that Big Jim Camper. Now, you know that Big Jim Camper I was looking for. And in Orlando at Mike's show, at the Orlando Toy and Comic Book Show, there it went right past me. Went wa- It went walking right past me. Mm-hmm. Out the doors where it went. I was like, ah! Yep. So don't allow that to happen again, okay? Well, try. Right. Yeah, be on alert there. Yes, be on the look for a Big Jim Camper. You know, I, I, I'm looking for one of those. Don't know why. Actually, I just want one put on display with my big gym. That, you know where I got that big gym, too, I have here in the collection? Where'd you get it? From Ed Tucker. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right, from our good friend Ed Tucker. Remember, he actually delivered it in person uh, in Orlando to me. Mm-hmm. He came down yeah, from Jacksonville, right. Florida. You know, that's just the kind of guy he is, the kind of collector he is. He delivers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, he does. and he sings theme songs, too. He does, and I, I'm putting uh, Ed on notice here. Uh, we're going to get Ed to sing a theme song. Now, I don't know if I'll get him to sing it actually on um, the the PA system. That's fine, but I'm going to get him to sing it on the Riley and Kimmy show. He's got to. I want him to be part of that. He he has a beautiful voice, does he not? Mm-hmm. He would not win an annoying award with that at all. So, Kimmy, I'm putting you on notice. Yes, use that bionic eye and be on the lookout for Big Jim Camper. And, all right. And Johnny West. <laughs> Okay. Mark's items, of course. Okay. (laughs) Well, you know, I collect Mark's toys, too. Still trying to find that Mark's playset, that steel metal playset of Cape Canaveral. That one is extremely hard to find. Uh, A good friend of mine who has Carousel's Collectibles in downtown DeLand, a great collectible store. Uh, He's, I don't think he's ever seen one. He's Hmm. had the other Mark's uh, steel playsets, but he's never seen that Cape Canaveral one that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Or he's had it in the store. I, I, you know, I have a call out to him to always be looking for that. So I'm looking for that too. But those are some of the things I, I have Kimmy uh, looking for coming up at Retro Rama Pop Culture Collectible Show. And by the way, as we're gearing up for this, about a week ago, uh, I sat down with uh, our good friend Ed Tucker and we talked about the show, some things we can't talk about here, and about a future show because <gasps> the Riley and Kimmy show has been invited to 2016 already. Wow. Oh, yeah. So he and I were talking about stuff way down the road, right? Uh-huh. So he was divulging all kinds of things to me. But I can't talk about them right here. But one of the things he did was he gave me a sneak peek of some trivia. He said, you know, I got that trivia contest. Take a look at this. And we went over some of the questions, stuff like that. And it will be a fun time, which leads me to right now, Kimmy. I thought we would. I want to play a game. Let the game begin. <laughs> All right, Kimmy, as we get ready for Retro Rama's Pop Culture Collectible Show coming up in Jacksonville, Florida on Sunday, August 9th. And they do have chances for you to win with trivia. I'm giving you an opportunity to, well, not win. I'm giving you an opportunity to get an attaboy here, Kimmy. Here we go. I'm going to play a classic TV toy commercial. All right. Okay. Now, here is what I'm going to have you do. I want you to sit back, listen to the child that's in it. The child is a famous actor, famous child actor. And... Tell me who that child is after the commercial finishes. And okay. I'll give you I'll give you a choice. I'm gonna make it easy for you. I'll give you four choices, okay? Okay. So here we go. Here is the TV toy commercial. Wait a minute, Dad. I haven't finished. You can't 
Tracy trapped by the cross. Gee, he's in a real tough spot. Oh, well, John, I think Tracy should have those 38 now. See that chicken shell, Dad? Five screens, stick them caps, too. Well, let's get back. And I'll go back to both. And I'll blast my way out. This is a kill stick right here, Tommy Bird. You can put out the first cap. Shoot one at a time. I thought you wanted to read Dick Tracy. Not now. I think he's on television. You can get Mattel's fabulous new Dick Tracy Snubnose 38 pistol and special belt holster. Or the exciting Tommy Burst machine gun for $3 each. They're the only official Dick Tracy gun. And remember, you can tell it's Mattel. It's well. All right, that goes back to the 1960s, Kimmy. Now the question is, name that child actor that was part of that commercial there. Is it A, Kurt Russell, B, Ron Howard, C, Billy Moomy, or D, Barry Williams? Billy Moomy. You're saying C, Billy Moomy? Uh-huh. You are right. That is Billy Moomy. He was uh, doing some Dick Tracy uh, TV commercials. We had one earlier, like about a month ago, we played on something. Uh, I didn't think you'd guess it was him again, actually, but you did. Yeah, it sounded like him. Yeah, you got it. It's Billy Moomy, one of the individuals who I wish would come to a, uh, a convention. I know he occasionally comes into Florida. I don't know if he goes to any cons or anything. Uh, but he is somebody I would really love to meet. I'd love to just sit in on a panel with uh, Billy mm-hmm. Moomy. Yeah. <laughs> but Billy Moomy, by the way, is uh, probably one of the leading experts on a classic 19, late 1950s and, or a 1960s TV show, and that is Twilight Zone. He did star in Twilight Zone, uh, quite a few of them episodes. But he's also, uh, an, you know, I, I, he may not want to be called that, but he is an expert of Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. And uh, the author of the Twilight Zone Companion is a good friend with Billy. And if you ever have the opportunity to hear those two together, I've heard them interviewed before on Coast to Coast Radio. And that's one of the reasons I will listen to Coast to Coast is when those two are on. And it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Billy Moomy. So, hint, my show promoter friends, if you have access to getting Billy Moomy, oh, boy, we will be more than grateful to be attending your show. And, you know, whatever we can do to make that a success, we will. Yeah, right? that'd be pretty cool. That would be way cool. Now, speaking of Dick Tracy, I thought what we'd do, because, you know, I am looking for some maybe some Dick Tracy items, maybe not a big, you know, I'm not a big collector of Dick Tracy. I am of old-time radio, but not necessarily the memorabilia per se. But what's wild with Dick Tracy is you do have the 1930s and 1940s products, and even going into, you know, 50s and 60s with the comic books and just so many other things. There was a lot of merchandise. Dick Tracy was huge. I mean, bigger when before we were born and around on planet Earth. Yeah, I mean, he was very, very big. Matter of fact, it was even big uh, before Superman came around. Uh, just a, a big, big, uh, you know, merchandise machine and also part of pop culture. And, you know, went into all kinds of things, movies and et cetera, you know, cartoons and, you know, just all different types of reinventions of Dick Tracy. Uh, Dick Tracy, though, and then they tried to make him into a, a movie big time relaunch, you know, that didn't really work. Did it with Warren Beatty. But I kind of, you know, I'd like to see some of those things too. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of those uh, toys that went out and maybe didn't do that well with the uh, Madonna Warren Beatty film. Maybe we'll see some mm-hmm. at uh, Retrorama Pop Culture Collectible Show in Jacksonville, Florida. Coming up on Sunday, August 9th. It's possible. We could. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with that as part of a, a focus, I thought we'd go back in time to the golden age of radio, old time radio. And let's go to Dick Tracy. We have an episode of Dick Tracy. 
Yeah, he was big in the comic strips in the 30s and was big on old-time radio just about as fast and for a long period of time. Now, please be forgiving of the sound quality of this. It was not recorded with today's technology or even technology of a number of decades ago. It was recorded on record or a type of rec recording device like a record, not quite exactly like, but very similar, and was not recorded to be played back all these years later. We're going back to February 11th, 19. 38. Here's the Dick Tracy radio program. The episode is called Shot in the Leg on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Calling all adventure fans. Calling all Dick Tracy fans. Stand by. Dick Tracy is on the air. <laughs> The makers of Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice, the two tempting, delicious, nourishing cereals that are shot from guns, now bring you another thrilling Dick Tracy detective adventure. Hear the big guns? That's the way they sound when puffed wheat and puffed rice are shot from guns in the Quaker plant. Remember that sound the next time you sit down to a big dish of crisp, crunchy puffed wheat or puffed rice for breakfast. You see, when the nourishing grains of wheat and rice are shot from the big guns, they're actually exploded to eight times their normal size. Each tiny, hard-to-digest food cell is unlocked, and that's why Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice are so specially easy to digest, why you get their trigger-fast food energy so quickly and easily. And remember, patrol members, if you want to be strong, healthy, and alert like Dick Tracy is, you need lots of that same kind of food energy. So join the thousands of happy puffed wheat and puffed rice fans who enjoy puffed wheat one day and puffed rice the next. That gives you a delightful taste variety that mother and dad enjoy too. So tell mother about those two swell flavors and ask her to get some Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice at the grocer's for you. And be sure to have your pencil and paper ready for a secret code message from Dick Tracy. Aboard the liner Marvania, bound for America, Dick Tracy and Pat have been trying to protect a certain well-known Egyptologist named Dryden Small from an unknown enemy called the Man with the Yellow Face. Yesterday, we learned how one of the crew in the hold of the ship had been frightened by a strange apparition. Returning from the investigation, Dick overheard the Man with the Yellow Face threatening to kill Pat, whom he had left with Dryden Small. Tracy had no gun with him, so he was forced to try to bluff the man with the yellow face into believing he did have one. Will he succeed? Whoever you are, drop that gun or I'll drop you. Ah, Mr. Tracy. Uh, come in, won't you? I've got you covered, so don't try anything. Put down that gun. Thank you. No. This little pearl-handled revolver belongs to Dryden Small. A dangerous little toy, but rather attractive. So I prefer to keep it. Who are you? What's your name? I believe I have been called the man with a yellow face. Rather an unpleasant, distressing name. I don't like it. My real name, and I hope that you will use it henceforward, gentlemen, is Humi Batik. Egyptian, huh? That is right. Dick, he wounded Dryden Small. He knifed him before I could get in here. I heard Small cry out. It was in self-defense. You see, Mr. Tracy, he was indiscreet enough to withhold something from me. Something I wanted very badly. The Black Pearl of Osiris. Ah, you know. You wounded Small because he wouldn't tell you where it was. What is the Black Pearl of Osiris? And why have you been following Small to get it? That gun you are holding in your pocket, if you actually are holding a gun there, Mr. Tracy, 
compels me to answer, more or less. As I have said, my name is Homi Batik. I am the high priest of the cult of Osiris, a secret group dedicated to the worship of that ancient god. And what about the Black Pearl? Has it some religious significance? Ah, it has indeed. The Black Pearl is a very small pearl. But as you know, Black Pearls are rare and therefore are of considerable value. Aside from its value in money, however, the Black Pearl of Osiris is priceless in our eyes, for it is really the heart of Osiris. How can a pearl black or white be anybody's heart? Oh, you interpret my remark too literally, Mr. Patton. Many, many hundreds of years ago, a statue of Osiris was molded from gold with eyes of diamond. When it was erected, it was decided that the statue must have a heart and it must be something unusual, something worthy of that incredibly beautiful statue. Tutankhamal, the pharaoh of that time, had in his possession a small but perfect black pearl, and he gave this to the temple to be used as the heart of Osiris. I'm beginning to understand. That statue wasn't by any chance placed in Tutankhamal's tomb when he died, was it? Mr. Tracy, I bow to you. Yes, the statue was placed there. For hundreds of years, it was safe. Then came this infidel and stole the black pearl. But we knew, we who have guarded it for centuries, we knew that the heart of Osiris had been taken and that it must be returned at all costs. I have found it necessary to employ force, a thing I detest. But in my heart, I know that Osiris will forgive me, for I did it for him. Well, not so serious, Will Batik. But undoubtedly, you're aware of the fact that there is another law here on Earth which meets out its own justice. And so... No, no, no. Do not move toward me, I caution you. Believe me, I will gladly give myself over to you after I have returned the pearl. But I have not the black pearl. And until I do have it, you cannot have me. I'm afraid you're mistaken about that. Believe me, I sympathize with you, but... It is not your sympathy I want. It is the Black Pearl of Osiris. That is what I want, and that is what I will have. Put down that gun, Batik. You cannot frighten me. I am not sure whether you have a gun there in your pocket or not. But if you have, you had better begin firing it now, because... Look out, sir. He's aiming at the light. Guard that door, Captain. Right the door, Captain. Don't let him get out. Uh, oh. Yes. Dick, you're hurt. You're hurt. Don't move. Out of my way, Captain. All right. Oh. After him, for heaven's sake, don't let him get away. Oh. oh, my leg, I can't stand on it. Go after him. Don't let him get away. Yes, and by the Lord Harry Tracy, I'll have the whole crew out to look for him. Does that hurt, Mr. Tracy? Little doctor, not much. Not much, huh? I admire your nerves, sir, but you can't tell me that you aren't experiencing intense pain. I've proved for bullets before. Well, you, you have to get it out, don't you? Yes, but I'm not so sure that I can. That fire of yours ought to be x-rayed to find out the exact location of the bullet. The bullet must be a very small one to judge from the wound. Yeah, it was a very small revolver. A small pearl handle, one belonging to Dryden Small. Ah, yes, Mr. Small. I treated him for a few knife wounds an hour ago. He'll be laid up for a long time. Tracy, I don't like that man. He deserved everything he got. Huh. That hurt you, didn't it? No, no, it's all right. Please go on. Yeah. 
The crew are searching for Homie Batika, they thought. Yeah, every available man. They'll find him, too. I wonder. Clever, that Egyptian. They searched for him before and couldn't find Pat, I'm afraid our Egyptian friend is clever enough to find a safe place to hide. I wish I could be out with a crew hunting for him. What about that black pearl, Dick? The Egyptian seems sure dried and small-headed. Have you any idea where it might be? No, Pat, I haven't. I can't help thinking that if only I'd known about this before. Dried and small had told me the whole story. All this might have been avoided. That would have meant telling you that he stole the pearl of Osiris. Yeah. You always suspected him, didn't you? Well, I thought he was dishonest and evasive, but... I didn't know anything definite. Mr. Tracy. Yes, sir? I'm not going to probe for that bullet anymore. It's useless. Oh? You have to wait until we dock tomorrow, go to a doctor immediately, and have it x-rayed. Unfortunately, we have no facilities for x-ray on board. I see. All right, Doctor, I'll do that. I'll bandage it up. I think you'll be able to get around. All right. Thank you, Doctor. Thanks very much. No luck as yet, Captain? Oh, none, Tracy, none. My men are searching the boat, but there doesn't seem to be much chance of finding Mr. Batik. As you say, he's probably chosen the one place where we wouldn't think of looking. Yes. The one place where we wouldn't think of looking. I wonder what that might be. Well, if I knew, I could save the crew a lot of trouble. But I can promise you this, Tracy. He won't get off the boat when we dock tomorrow without being caught. I'll see to that. Yes. I wonder, Captain. Watching the passengers go down the gangplank, Dick. And so far, I haven't seen anyone resembling Batik. No, neither have I, Pat. But he's going to try to get off this boat. You can depend on that. We have every gangplank guarded. Hey, Dick! Junior! Hey. Well, old man, I'm glad to see you. Oh, gosh, am I glad to see you, Dick. Oh, hello, Pat. Oh, thanks. Oh, Pat. That's <laughs> okay, kid. I know when Dick's around, no one else exists. <laughs> Tell me, Junior, how's the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol going? We got lots of members? Boy, I'll say we have. Hey, what are you looking for? Oh, um, a friend of ours, Junior. He thought he might be getting off the boat. Uh, some gangster, I'll bet. Wrong that time, youngster. See anyone, Pat? No, I just thought for a minute, but it isn't him. Say, who are you looking for, anyway? An Egyptian named Humi Batik. He's been hiding on boat. Wounded a man. He says he did it in self-defense. We've got to get him. Dick, are you limping? Well, he was shot, Junior. Shot by the Egyptian, huh? Yeah. Say, Dick, is it bad? No, 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 it's all right, Junior. Oh, Captain. Hello there, Tracy. Any luck? No, none as yet. Well, I hope he hasn't got past this. But I don't see how he could. I've got men stationed all over the place. Kumi Batik isn't hard to recognize with that yellow face of his. There are two things that puzzle me, Captain. Hmm? Where is Kumi Batik hiding, and where is the black pearl? I searched the small defect thoroughly and couldn't find it. Well, I'd give a good deal to know the answers to those questions myself. Hey, Dick, isn't that a body they're bringing off now? Down by the hole there. Now, now that isn't a body, Junior. That's a mummy case containing a mummy which belonged to the guy who was wounded. A mummy? Oh, gosh. What would be the one place we'd never think of looking? Uh, uh, what was that, Tracy? Captain, I may be crazy, but come on. Dick, where are you going? I'm going to down to have a look at that mummy. But, Dick, you don't actually think he'd be in there, do you? I don't know, Pat. The one place we haven't looked for him. The one place no one would think of looking for him. By heavens, Tracy, I believe you're right. We'll soon know. Here, you. Yeah? Put that mummy case down, will you? Oh, with pleasure. Boy, they sure built these things in the old days. Weighs a ton. All right, boys, put it down. Okay, okay, there it goes. There it goes. There we are. Well, I must say, Tracy, you certainly are thorough. Got a hand it to you. I would never have thought of looking in that mummy case. Well, we're not sure he's in there. He may not be, you know. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's something to that. But I have a hunch, Pat. A hunch that he is. All right, boys. Pry off that lid. Okay. 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 All right. Draw your gun, Pat, and stand ready. Right, Dick. You may need it. Is Hume Batik concealed in the mummy case? And supposing he is, where is the black pearl? A big surprise awaits us, a surprise you won't want to miss for anything. And now stand by for a meeting of the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol. Brought to you by the makers of Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice. Those two nourishing, tasty cereals that are shot from guns. Here's Dick Tracy, Jr., your president, now. The meeting will now come to order. And today we have another secret code message for you from Dick Tracy. Have you got your pencil and paper ready to take it down? If not, get them right now so you won't miss Dick's secret message. While you're getting your pencil and paper... I want to report a lot of new promotions to the ranks of sergeant and lieutenant. Congratulations, officers of the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol. And if you aren't an officer already, start to win your promotion right away. It tells you how in your secret code book. All right, Mr. Quaker Man. Here's the secret code message. You ready, everyone? It's prisoner 20, 6, 10, 16, 3, 21, 17, 16, 20, 8, 16, 3, 8, 18, 15, 4, 12, 21, 15, 13, 9, 14. That's a long one, Junior. I think you'd better repeat it. Okay. Here it is again. It's prisoner 20, 6, 10, 16. Three, twenty-one, seventeen, sixteen, twenty, eight, sixteen, three, eight, eighteen, fifteen, four, twelve, twenty-one, fifteen, thirteen, nine, fourteen. That's real news for you from Dick Tracy Patrol members. Be sure you decode that message. It's important. And with all the big things that are happening, be sure there's some famous Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice in the pantry so you can get your box tops. Look today to be sure. And if there isn't any, ask Mother to get some at the grocer's, and then you and Mother and Dad can have puffed wheat one day and puffed rice the next for a delicious variety that really brightens up your breakfast. And don't forget those two swell cereals are shot from guns. Adventure fans, calling all Dick Tracy fans. Stand by for another exciting Dick Tracy adventure next Monday at this same time. That is all. Visit RileyandKimmy.com to connect on social media and for archive podcasts.